Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, April 24th. Happy National Bucket List Day. I'm sure we have long bucket lists as we all love travel or life lists as some people are anti-bucket list phrasing. So call it a life list if you want. I know I get this question all the time on what's up at the top of mine and I have to say it's it's a tie between Italy and Australia, places I have not yet been to and really want to go to. So let me know what your bucket list or life list top choices are. Podcast at travelpulse.com is the email you can reach out or you can call our hotline and leave a message 201-381-3017 is the Travel Pulse podcast number. Love to hear from you folks and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. So a special Monday edition of the show today as I'll be traveling tomorrow to New Jersey for our company meeting. So did you know that Travel Pulse recently went through a site redesign? Yes, we've got an updated look and the features. It's all about getting you the top travel news fast and in an easier way. So check out the new look at TravelPulse.com and let me know what you think. Joining me on the show later is three guests. We're going to be talking about a hands-on way that travel advisors can elevate their sales and step up their game. But before we get to that, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, we're going to dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with air travel news again, and we're going to start with some positive news here. Some exciting stuff. It's always good to to drop some positive information and, and data and everything. So uh, U.S. travel agency air ticket sales hit a record in March. We love to see that business booming, things going well, right? New data showed that the air ticket sales purchased through U.S. travel agencies in March hit a record with a 22% increase from March of 2022 and a total of $9.6 billion in ticket sales, according to Airlines Reporting Corp. So month over month, air ticket sales increased 15%. Total passenger trips increased 15%, and U.S. domestic trips increased 16%. People are out there flying. The prices are ridiculous, so it's no surprise that the, you know, purchase sales are higher because the ticket price is higher, obviously. But it's still good to see that, you know, business is moving back, and I think it's going to keep rolling through. This summer is going to be a busy one. I think fall is going to be busier than it has in years past, even pre-pandemic times, too. And then we all know that winter and holiday season is going to be booming. So book early if you are thinking of traveling anytime throughout this year. But as we know, with more people traveling comes more naughty passengers, more idiots, more dumbos, if you will. The, um, there's uh, got some wild ones here. Right? We're going to run through. Um, first is the increase of firearms at airports has reached ridiculous levels. Now the TSA had to send out a reminder to travelers to not bring their guns to the airport, to, to leave their guns at home. Like, just think about that for a second. Why would the TSA need to send out a reminder of that when it should just be common sense of don't put your loaded handgun or unloaded handgun in your carry-on? That's the rule. You can travel with a gun. It can be done, people. You can do that, okay? You just have to put it in your check bag and declare it with the airline. There's been a 10% year-over-year increase in the number of guns found at security checkpoints across the country. TSA sent out this reminder. I'm, people, you're going to get penalized if they find a gun in your carry-on. The maximum civil penalty for firearms violation is $14,950. I know you don't want to pay that. Nobody wants to pay that. Put it in your check bag, people, or just leave it at home. So passengers who pack firearms in their carry-ons are also subject to city or state laws that might include a citation or even an arrest. So don't be an idiot. Put your gun away, all right? Or leave it at home. 
In other non-passenger news, we had a shirtless American Airlines passenger trashing the gate after he learned that he couldn't have the window seat. Oh, buddy. I've been there. I've been upset when I didn't get my preferred window seat. I love window seats. I want to see the world out there. I want to see the skies. I want to, you know, ascend up and then get lost in the clouds. And I get it. But keep your damn clothes on, dude. Like, I don't know if he was drunk or whatever. There's a video of it if, for people who like to see that type of thing. But I mean, because there are cameras everywhere. Your little toddler tantrum at the airport is going to go viral, whatever you do. But people do enjoy watching those. But please spare all of us and keep your clothes on, right? Nobody wants to see that. Keep your clothes on, all right? <laughs> and other wild uh, airport news department here. $15 million in golden goods was stolen from a Toronto airport by thieves. Uh, this is a wild one here. We got a ton of gold in this cargo container along with other items of monetary value, according to the police, was just uh, stolen from the airport. I mean, after being removed from the aircraft, this cargo was sent to a holding facility at the airport, which is standard operating procedure. And sometime later, it just happened to disappear. Hmm, how does that happen? An inside job, right? It's gotta be an inside job. Someone working at the Toronto airport Knew this was coming. Big old shipment of gold here. And there was a team of thieves, robbers, ready to snatch it up. And they did. So, you know, I hope they catch who did this. But selfishly, I only hope that they do that so that we can learn how they pulled it off. Get the inner workings of all this. And then get me a movie made of it. Because this has movie written all over it. Limited TV series, docu-series of hearing from the criminals and, you know, reenactments or whatever you want to do any of that stuff's great i personally i would love just a scripted movie I'm, I'm a big movie guy but i'll take a little docuseries and hear from you know the criminals on that which what can i say you know i love a good heist movie all right so but um we'll see if anything you know comes from that i know the investigation is ongoing and they are gonna try to catch them so any updates on that i'll be sure to provide because that's a that's a wild one you don't hear much about uh big robberies at the airport and um, the police and, and investigators are issuing statements of like nobody should be concerned about flying at the airport and all this and it's like well yeah you i mean there's a ton of gold people stole it like i don't think people are gonna you know you shouldn't be scared of like an airport got a bunch of gold stolen from them and i'm not gonna go fly because they lost all their gold like no one's gonna steal your little handbag or you know your carry-on or anything like that keep it close to you you know, unless you're carrying $15 million of gold in that carry-on, you know, maybe, maybe keep that to yourself a little bit, although you would have to declare that's a lot of cash. But anyway, anyway <laughs> I'm ready for the movie. <laughs> Jumping over to destination news, though, we got some good things to roll through here. Bali is considering a tourism tax. Amid such significant number of visitors, Bali has been struggling with the impacts of disrespectful travelers. Locals have expressed growing anger with the bad behavior of tourists, which has included everything from tourists posing naked for social media pictures at sacred sites to dangerous driving on local roads and just people just being ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's kind of, it's all over the world, you know, sign of the times a little bit of um, we people forgetting that we live in a society and that you should be respectful of others and all that. So that's uh, something the world really needs to work on. But Bali, you know, you do your thing. Put this tax in here. Um, Justin Smith, the owner of a luxury travel planning company, told the Washington Post, quote, it has now gone too far. There's an absolute lack of respect for the destination and for Bali to be pushed to that extent. That means this bad behavior is pretty extensive, end quote. So no word on yet the cost of this, but to me, it really sounds like a tourism tax is on its way. It's going to be put in place. 
And honestly, it should be if people are that bad. I mean, it may deter a few people from visiting. That's what some of the business owners and the uh, people opposing the idea of a tourism tax for Bali. But it is obviously, it's, you know, a difficult destination to get to compared to others out there. So they've got that sort of, you know, working against them is maybe not the right phrasing of that. But it's a beautiful destination. I mean, it blows up on social media for sure. But people should be respectful, you know, Um Given that disrespect, perhaps uh, those those are the tourists you don't want coming anyway. If those people are going to be deterred by a little bit of a tourism tax, you don't want those people anyway. So tax it up, get your money. And here's the key thing, Bali, spend it the correct way. All right. Hopefully Hawaii does that too, if that ends up coming, as we talked about on last week's show. So in other tourism news, Puerto Rico tourism continues to display a strong momentum post-outbreak. Passenger arrivals are up 21% year over year in the first quarter this year. That's absolutely huge for a destination that needs tourism to thrive. I will be in Puerto Rico next week for ASA's Global Convention. Really excited to spend a bit more time in Puerto Rico uh, as opposed to just a little cruise stopover that I had in the past. So I'm excited to check more of San Juan out as I can as you know I get time away from the conference uh, thing. So if you're going to be at ASA's Global Convention, hit me up for sure. I'd love to connect in person with you. Um, so Puerto Rico doing well is a similar for Jamaica too. According to the Associated Press, Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett said 1.18 million people arrived at Sangster International Airport in Montego Bay between January and March of this year, marking a 94% increase compared to the same period of 2022. So those are some record numbers for Jamaica's tourism high season. Love to see that for Jamaica and business booming well. However, all those people, coupled with some staffing shortages, has presented some big challenges for Jamaica's largest airport there in Montego Bay. It's The airport's currently undergoing a $70 million modernization and expansion project, which is scheduled to be completed in 2025. So that's going to be great and absolutely needed for Jamaica, as I don't see their tourism really slowing down anytime soon. It's a super popular destination. Looking forward to visiting there later this August for the Future Leaders in Travel event. More on that coming up on Travel Pulse later on when you can apply for that. But um, for now, you know, if you're going to Jamaica, expect some long lines. If you're going to be there this summer, plan accordingly. But that can be said really about any airport anywhere these days. Plan accordingly. Get there well in advance. TSA says two hours for domestic, three hours for international. I mean, for me, I'm okay with three hours just for any trip just because I actually really like airports. I like people watching. And I always play, I've said this before on the show, I always play Spot the Spy. That was a terrible singing, and maybe maybe I'll edit that. No, I won't, but uh, it's out there. you got to live with it, and you heard it, and now you do. <laughs> but yes, uh, some of you play that game too. Some of you are big people watchers as well. But that's, that's where we're at in the airport. Speaking of popularity, though, new online data showed the tourist attractions increasing the most in popularity right now. These aren't the most popular tourists of all time you know of, of the year or anything like that just the ones that are really increasing and booming up so we got the full list over on travelpulse.com but i'll give you the top five niagara falls number five petra and jordan number four disneyland paris three the eiffel tower two is as it can it get any more popular but i mean i guess so and then um, the palace of versailles at number one so that's uh you know france doing big things there their tourism is absolutely skyrocketing for sure so get out to paris if you can plan well well in advance because you're going to hit some crowds that's for sure and closing out what's been trending in travel recently we had new data come out about um some vacation rental concerns and what's the highlights of americans top concerns and new data showed that one in four travelers have found a hidden camera in their vacation rental 
Yikes. Ooh, no thank you. No thank you. That's why I kind of prefer hotels, but I mean, that if you're going to be on a vacation rental, that's should now be the first thing you look for. Is that is there a camera around? There might be like a ring on the doorbell or there might be some, you know, ones outside, uh, whether that's the backyard or the front yard, or that's, you know, standard security system stuff. And you're going to see security cameras at hotels and everything. But the issue is if you're finding that inside, is it hidden in the, your alarm clock in the room or is it hidden in a clock on the wall or that's some scary stuff out there. And that is an issue that is posed with vacation rentals. So if you're going to do a vacation rental, make sure you do a legitimate company on those, I would say. I mean, you know, I've, I've done the Airbnbs and the VRBOs and had, you know, good times with those, as many of my listeners have as well. Even people I've interviewed in hotel spaces say that they don't actually really view those as that big of competitors. But, you know, there are great villa companies out there, Villas of Distinction, Rental Escapes, some big ones right there. Make sure you check that out. And really work with a travel advisor if you're going to, if you're really really wanting to do the vacation rental, you know, talk to a travel advisor and they can help out, you know, and some of these things too, you might get screwed over with, with some of those other, um, you know, VRBOs or Airbnbs, so to speak, because of case in point, just heard a story this past weekend, uh, a family member, they were going out to Kansas city for the NFL draft. It's coming up later this week and they try to get a place on one of them, but turns out they, that home seller or whatever, the, the lister had the property on both Airbnb and VRBO and they one was for a higher price and that's who they ended up going in and that's why their my family friends got screwed over but thankfully VRBO did actually and there's a you know positive to this they the company did pay the difference and get them a bigger spot and everything but you know you could run into those issues and it's so I try to you know avoid them if you can or just go with you know a more legitimate villa company because private villas are certainly skyrocketing in tourism as well and people love the privacy aspect of them and you know they're great for sure love that but hey play it safe Ooh, one in four travelers finding that hidden camera don't love that so that wraps up what has been trending in the world of travel this week any additional thoughts you can drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com love to hear from you folks now we're going to jump over to our theme of the week and it's all about a hands-on way travel advisors can elevate their sales and now joining me on the show is three guests, actually. First, welcome back to the show, Kat Shaw, Marketing Director with North Star Travel Group. Thanks for jumping on, Kat. So excited to be here, Eric. We also have Kathy Dold with Travel with Kathy. Thanks for jumping on, Kathy. Yeah, thanks so much, Eric, for having us. And last is Debbie Ellis of Good Life Travel Company. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on and talk travel here. Thank you, Eric. Really excited. So uh, as we talk about a hands-on way for travel advisors to elevate their sales, you know, attending conferences is key to that, particularly the star power that comes from the big Cruise World event in Florida this November. So Kat, for, for any of our listeners who don't know anything about it, what is Cruise World? So Eric, Cruise World is an awesome event. It happens every year in Fort Lauderdale in November. This year we are November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd with ship inspections over the weekend on the 4th and the 5th. And so Cruise World has a number of different components. We have a one-day trade show. We have general sessions where you hear from industry leaders, executives, CEOs. Uh, we have peer-to-peer -peer sessions, so the travel advisors teaching other travel advisors. 
We have a full day of, of workshops of those. We have supplier workshops. Uh, and then we also have ship inspections, like I, I mentioned, which gives you the opportunity to tour ships, get on a ship, and really experience uh, those cruise ships. And despite the name, Cruise World is more than cruise. We do have a lot of suppliers that are non-cruise, so uh, tourism boards, destinations, uh, ho- hoteliers, uh, any sort of, you know, a- ancillary uh professional services. So it's not just cruise lines. So uh, don't let the the name confuse you there. Exactly. Yeah. Cruise is certainly the draw in, but there's a lot more power to it on all the suppliers that come in. And obviously, though, you know, those those ship inspections are are key. And we'll we'll talk about those in a minute. But first, we got to get the opinions from the advisors here. How has attending Cruise World impacted your business? And what are some key takeaways that you've gained from the show? We'll start with you, Kathy, first. So Cruise World has impacted me in so many ways. Um, Just like Kat said, it's so much more than just cruising. There's everyone there from cruise lines to higher up executives to learning the data. There's insurance companies. There's just anyone you can imagine. And for me, going to Cruise World, it's just, it's impacted me on such a larger scale. So it's the people you meet, the just all the key points you go in and um, it's just, it's been, it's an amazing event. It really truly is. Debbie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hadn't focused as much on cruising, cruising as um, in the travel trade. So it was an opportunity for me to do a deep dive really with all the different cruise lines and um, all the different um, you know, from Carnival to Holland American, really learning the different companies, meeting um, their key personnel and hearing their leaders speak was really awesome. And also key to me is always making new friends and connections and collaborations um, and really getting involved more in the industry. Yeah, networking is certainly key. And I mean, all of travel is really back. And it's great to see cruising back in such a big way, too. But as we said, you know, this really event goes beyond cruising. And you can network and touch with so many different aspects of the travel industry. And that's as it continues to boom back. We've seen a lot of success here in tourism in 2023. And I think it's only gonna get bigger in 2024. So it's a great position to be at. And attending these types of events is certainly key in in growing your own business. And obviously there's a a side component too, to this uh, cruise world aspect and a big one for advisors. And that's the star program. And both of you guys are, are, have participated in that. So how did participating in that star program really elevate your experience at cruise world? Can you just dive in and tell us a little bit more about your experiences with the star program? Yeah, the star program was fantastic. So I've been a part of the star program for two years in a row and Honestly, it gives you that one-on-one exposure. And I think that the key takeaway for me is to take advantage of everything they offer. Don't be fearful. um, Jump in and meet as many people as you can because they develop and create those opportunities for us to be able to meet them and to, to help us broaden our relationships with those suppliers and and put us in a, in a higher place once we leave. So the STAR program is is truly fantastic. They do everything they can to, to help us. And we just have to take what that is, not have the fear and run with it. I really enjoyed the STAR program. Um, I was able to go and have breakfast with new people every morning and have a place to work if I needed it. And just a smaller group um, would get together for different sessions. 
So that was really great. Um, and, you know, the people that ran the program were excellent as well. I didn't know about this program until I heard about it on this podcast last year. So that was fabulous. And I didn't know anyone who went. I totally went on my own. And I'm very grateful I did. It paid off. Yeah, that's great. Kat, and a little uh, more details or anything um, additional about the STAR program? I know people are going to want to know how to apply as well. So. Yeah. So uh, applications are open. So if you go to cruiseworldshow.com, you can apply today for the STAR program. And it is a, a select group of advisors that are partially hosted. So Cruise World will cover your registration as well as uh, your hotel during the conference. And then there's, uh, you know, you have access to all of Cruise World, but then there's also some special programming. We do virtual meetings with suppliers pre-event that helps you have that one-on-one connection and then you get to know those people ahead of time so you can you know on site really uh, use your time valuably to get to know those uh, suppliers a little bit better because you've already had that connection um, you know like Debbie mentioned we do have a private star lounge so you can connect there with all the other stars that that you'll meet as well as you know have a place that is designated for your group so there are a lot of extra bells and whistles added to the cruise world program for our stars. And, um, we do accept stars at all different levels of, uh, you know, experience within the travel industry. So, um, don't think that, you know, if you're new that, that you maybe are not ready for the star program, we do have different tiers within the star program. So definitely check out the application and the qualifications on our website. Great mention there. Yes, it, you can. It's, whether you've just stepped in to the cruise and travel industry, uh, you can get right into it as the different tiers of that. And also, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to put on your resume that you were a part of STAR program. You could just go around, just walk around saying you're a STAR. I'm sure Kathy and Debbie did that for, for, for a while. At least, I mean, I know I would if I was in a STAR program of Aspen. Yeah. You know, um, and we actually give everybody little buttons on site that, that says I'm a STAR so that other attendees can, you know, learn about the program. And a lot of times, you know, people use our STARs as resources. Um, so we make sure that you are definitely identifiable and that you get that recognition in the industry. And as we talk about networking and connecting and everything, um, Debbie, any sessions or workshops that you found really valuable valuable um, last year and have you how you've in- implemented them into your uh, your business? Um, I loved all the different um, peer-to-peer travel advisors giving um, different advice and key pieces that they use within their business. They're very open and very caring and sharing and I appreciate that the collaboration um, effect really does work. Um, you know and also you mentioned the different destinations. Um, I love the Japan JNTO was fabulous. And then Saudi Arabia that we, you know, opened for travel that I thought that was a really great addition um, and um, to share with, with our group. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Debbie. I think, you know, all the one-on-ones and for me personally going, having the pre one-on-one interviews or let's just say networking uh, sessions and then going and meeting those people face-to-face and creating that extra, um, just the extra layer um, that it brings to you. So that to me is really important. Um, The sessions are fantastic. Um, They have everything. And the cool thing that I liked about what they did this year is that they recorded it. So it's important. You can't attend all of them. There's so many and they're all beneficial. So for me, it's 
attending the ones that are important, taking the notes, but then going home after the show and watching everything that they have to offer because there's truly so, so much and we can learn from every piece of it. So um, that's what I would say. Just, you know, it's not just those three days, but we have that content forever to be able to utilize and grow from it. Yeah, it's definitely key to, to reference back on that. And recordings are, are great. It is a bit of a jam-packed um, agenda. So Kat, you want to talk a little bit more about kind of the agenda layout of Cruise World? And, you know, there's there's still time for people to, to do their own work and everything too, but there's a lot to, to soak in. And as Kathy said, right? Yeah. So I do just want to add that uh, we have made the recordings from last year's peer-to-peer sessions available to anyone for free. So if you go on to cruiseworldshow.com, you'll be able to find those under peer-to-peer sessions and watch a few, see a little bit about what Cruise World is like and what the education um, that you can you know, get there uh, will be like. So um, definitely check those out. But so we have on Wednesday, we start off with some supplier workshops. Those are sponsored supplier workshops where, where you know, you'll get to learn from the Hawaii Tourism Board or Carnival um, or, uh, you know, whoever is sponsoring those sessions for um, those one hour sessions. Then we go into a general session where during the general session, everyone's in one room. Um, it's either breakfast or lunch. So we do serve serve meals at Cruise World uh, because it's very busy. So uh, we want to make sure that you are, are full and happy and ready to learn. Um, during the general sessions, that's when you'll hear from executives and uh, leadership within the industry. We have panel discussions, we have keynotes, um, and you'll hear from sales and marketing personnel and you'll hear from travel advisors. We, you know, bring travel advisors up onto the main stage as well. Um, and then Thursday we have general session as well as Thursday is our trade show day. So we've got a number of hours on the trade show floor where you can shop around to all of the booths at Cruise World and make those one-on-one connections with suppliers. And then Friday, uh, you know, general sessions again, in addition to our breakouts, which is our our peer-to-peer workshops that happen on Friday. And then ship inspections Saturday and ship inspections on Sunday. You have the option to to do one tour on Saturday, one tour on Sunday, if uh, you'd like to stay for the weekend. Um, And and like I mentioned, those are really great experience experiences. to really get on the ships and see what they're like. And I'm sorry, Kat, I have to jump in because one thing that you just said that I loved is, you know, the flow, the trade show. And one of the things that really helped me was the app. So Cruise World app has everything you need there. And so what I did is I, I parted or put in my favorites, all the people who I wanted to meet And then once you do that, you go in and it organizes where they are within the trade show layout. And so then you can maximize, you know, the people who you visit, because otherwise you walk in, there's a lot of energy. It's fantastic. But you want to make sure you hit everyone that you do business with or you want to meet. And um, that way you can truly, truly maximize, um, you know, the trade show event because um, so the app is, is, is key and definitely utilize it. It's, it's truly fantastic. They've done a great job with it. Yes, I was actually just about to jump in and say it does sound like a very crowded and jam-packed agenda, but there is that app that is very helpful to kind of help you navigate through a lot of things and got to love technology, right? So are there any other technologies or tools that you learned while at Cruise World that you uh, have considered implementing in your business, uh, business, Debbie? Um, I mean, I learned more about some of the tools I had started using, such as, you know, Travel Joy, Travify, Axis. 
Um, so that was really great to get, you know, new and different ideas of how to implement those. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I would say the same. Just the application is great. And um, and then really, you know, from the, the pre-sessions to really learning about Cruise World, who's going to be there, then kind of figure out what pertains to your business. You know, we all have different niches. We all have different focuses. Um, so just get out there, meet those people. They're there for us. Um, we're there to work together to learn. And so I think just just get out there. I say fear is a big thing. Don't be fearful. Just maximize every minute you have there. Absolutely. There's a lot of great people there too. So, I mean, just put yourself out there and it may seem a little daunting at first, but I promise people in the travel industry are really nice. So someone is going to be able to help you if you <laughs> need some assistance and everything. So um, we did touch a little bit on ship tours. Kat mentioned them there on the weekend aspect of, of the show. Uh, so I got to get the advisor's takes here. Did you participate in the ship tours last year? If so, what did you find that was beneficial from that uh, to help you and your business grow? It was really great. I went on um, Celebrity and um, I had not been on a celebrity ship, been on Royal Caribbean multiple times. So, um, you know, I've heard it, you know, explained, but nothing beats the being in person, um, seeing for yourself and really getting a good feel in the layout. And um, the shops looked really cool, but they weren't open. Um, and then we got to taste uh, a, a yummy lunch. So that was fabulous. Yeah, so I agree with Debbie. Getting on the ships anytime you can is so important. There's so many of them. They're all very different. They all, um, you know, depending on your clients, bring something a little different. And so getting on there, getting the feel of the ships, the different classes is so and so critical, I think, in, in our business and in our industry to being able to give our clients the best um, of whatever it is they're looking for. So, yeah, those ship tours are critical. Um, take advantage of them and everything else Cruise World has to offer. And take tons of pictures too. Yes. Yes. Helpful to social media for sure. And just being on there, I mean, it, you sell what you know, right? You know, so being able to get on there and experience that, even if it is just a small tour, you can't really do that in mass quantity like you can with Cruise World here, which is a great benefit to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a class on picture taking too. So you need a little help, a little help with that make sure you, you watch that class. Cause that's, it's actually, I was amazed on when they compare different pictures when it comes to social media and attraction, what a, a picture class can do in terms of, you know, using your iPhone and taking pictures when you're out on the, you know, the ship tours and taking different pictures to be able to, to show people the best of the best of whatever you're seeing. Right. Absolutely. As a former photographer, I can tell you a hundred percent. Yeah. And one thing that happens a lot at Cruise World, which is really cool, is that, you know, the leadership of the industry will come off stage and they'll take photos with the advisors that are there. And, you know, how awesome is that to be able to post a picture and say, I just heard from, you know, the CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines Holdings and post a photo and your clients see that on your Facebook page. And they're like, wow, that agent is legit. You know, they know the CEO. And so it really, really gives you a lot of credibility in the industry to um, be hearing from leadership in the industry. And, uh, you know, your, your clients will see that if, if you share it and you post it and, and let them know that you're going to these events and that you are learning and staying current and, uh, that you're really there for them to be able to give them the best service. I agree. And, um, the credibility of course, very important, but also the confidence when you're, um, 
talking about different cruise lines, um, you know, stepping on the boat ships, exactly, um, 100%, but also, um, you know, meeting with the different representatives and um, hearing the leadership speak and really getting a really great feel for who everybody is in the market. Yep, absolutely. Don't be fearful. Go if it's Vicki Freed or someone you want to meet. It's scary, but just go meet them. What do you have to lose? It's it's really, honestly, just that's my biggest takeaway is you just need to, we are all human. We're all people. We are all in this industry for one reason, and that's for people to love travel and to explore and have those adventures and, and all the above. So just meet as many people as you can and don't feel intimidated. We're all human. Excellent advice. Yes. And one thing I do love about the cruise industry too, is they're so welcoming to travel advisors. They know that travel advisors are really the lifeblood of all of the travel industry, but especially really with cruises because they travel advisors book so much of the cruises out there. So I love to see that and how they interact with, with the advisors at, at shows like this in particular. So um, any closing words of advice or wisdom or anything you want to pass on to our fellow travel advisor listeners out there? We'll go with uh, Kathy Debbie Cat. Let's go. Sign up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have nothing to lose. Sign up. Take advantage of if they have early promotions. I'm not sure. Kat, you know, she'll speak on that. But um, definitely sign up. Um, it's an awesome event that I feel like you should attend every single year. There's something new to get from it every single year. New travel trends, new people, new new classes, new everything. So make sure sign up. Definitely attend. Sign up for the STAR program. Um like Kat said, you know, it's from the beginners to the more advanced. Um, there's still something in it for everyone. Sign up. So um, look forward to seeing everyone there next year in November. Absolutely. Um, you have absolutely so much to gain by connecting with the cruise lines and the personnel and You'll make new connections. I loved at one of our, um, we had this roundtable conversation and everybody's name began with D and I still am in touch with a few D's and I'm a D. So <laughs> anyway, you know, it's just a good time and you're going to connect and learn. And that's so important. There's always more to learn. So definitely plug in and make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as Kathy mentioned, we do currently have our lowest rates available. So if you are listening to this when it publishes at the end of April, uh, our, our lowest rates are um, uh, $225 for registration right now. Uh, they do increase throughout the year as we get closer to November. So if you are listening to this later on, just, uh, just head over to cruiseworldshow.com uh, and you can see our, our current registration rates and that star application is open. Um, and so there's lots more information on our, our website and we really appreciate having Debbie and Kathy here and having Eric invite us on, uh, to help spread the news about how great cruise world is. Love yes, it. Yes. Thank you so very much. It's been fantastic. Thank you guys for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for jumping on and talking cruise world and star program and a lot to love there with that, uh, event and looking forward to seeing you guys out there as well. So that wraps up this week's show. Um, as Kat said, book early. Uh, you advisors out there, you tell your clients to book early for their vacation. So just like that, you should book early for you know events like this to get the best rates on that. So again, that wraps up our show this week. Thank you guys for listening. I will be on location at ASTA's Global Convention next week in Puerto Rico. So if you're attending that, 
look out for me. I'll be there. I'll be the guy in a uh, Travel Pulse polo out there. Pretty easy to spot. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Bye.